guys, I'm here to tell you about another way you can help our church online. So if you go on Facebook or Google and give us a review and just share about your church experience, it can help others who are looking for a new church see your perspective of what church is like here at Only Believe Ministries. This is just another way that we can help spread the gospel online. Hi there, church family. Hey, this is an update from the farmer's market down here in Sydney, Ohio, at the Court Square, where we're giving away three hot dog chips and water each Saturday. We've been giving away approximately 160 hot dogs, waters, and chips every week, and we're out here every Saturday from 8 to noon. We're ministering to everybody that comes around the Court Square. It's just not the needy, it's just people in general, and we're showing them the love of Christ through being here, and we've been here a number of years and they love the consistency. We have a good response. So I'd like to see you come out and help us at this point. This is a great opportunity for you to come down into our community as a church and to reach out and touch people in the name of Jesus. It's just a good hands-on thing to do. So if you're interested in helping, please sign up at the welcome desk. Hi, I'm Pastor Peter Dosick. I pastor Only Believe Ministries Christian Center, and I'm having a Facebook Live uh, open format where we are going to be asking hard questions of leaders in our community and we're going to begin to discuss about the climate, about the culture, the wants, the needs, what is the problems and we're going to be talking about that on Facebook Live. Now what you can do is join us, you can have comments, you can uh, text in and we're going to be answering questions and I mean hard questions and we're going to begin to seek to strive for the unity of one another. So why don't you join us now, that's Thursday the 16th at seven o'clock. Join me, I know you're gonna be blessed on Facebook Live. We'll see you there. All right, well good morning church family. It's good to see all of you in the house of the Lord this morning. Just do me a favor and wave at me real quick so I know that I know that you care about me, too. I saw that, Rick. You didn't want to, but you did. I saw that. It's very good. Over here on this side. How's everybody doing this morning? See you guys up in the risers. I see you up there. That side's a little harder to see because that light's really bright. We're glad you guys are here with us. We're also glad that the live streamers are with us. We're so grateful that technology allows us to be connected. And so we know that you're there. We know that you're watching. If you have prayer requests, make sure that you share those with us. We want to pray for you. You know, church, David said in Psalms 23 that the Lord was his shepherd that he lacked for nothing, and that this shepherd led him to green pastures, to quiet waters, and he restored his soul. I want you to know that today we're in the presence of the one who restores our souls. He refreshes our souls, and that's a good thing. That goes the same for you live streamers. Just because you're watching online, Jesus is present with you as well this morning, and so I'm excited to be in the house of the Lord. I got a couple of announcements for you. The main ones are we have our middle school pump and our high school pump coming up. Those are our youth camps, if you're not aware of that. So our fifth through eighth grade youth, youth camp is literally this coming Friday. And if you have a fifth through eighth grader, they need to be there or risk damages to your property. We, we use threats to get kids to show up for these things. So if your kid doesn't show up in their fifth through eighth grade, you can expect your house to be toilet papered. That's what will happen. It won't be me doing that, though. I hire that stuff out. 
Uh, and then the high school for the 9th through 12th grade is the following weekend. Again, it's a Friday night, all day Saturday, Sunday. You drop them off and you leave them and you pick them up Sunday after church. It's super easy and you're welcome for that free weekend uh, without kids. Aqua Grande is also coming up August 2nd right here at the church. It's an excellent family-friendly water day event. If you've never been there, it's a blast. Pastor Randy puts it on, and from what I heard, uh, he somehow talked him into giving him a much bigger budget, so he's doing it even crazier this year than he has before. So that's awesome. And then home groups are today as well. So we invite you to come to a home group. If you need information about home groups, you can find it out at the Welcome Center in the lobby. And uh, before we get into worship, just want to remind you guys of one thing. Uh, David, who said the Lord was his shepherd, who led him, he also led David to do something a little unusual, and it was dance. David danced before the Lord. So here's what I need you guys to do before we get into worship. I need you to stand up. We're going to do some dancing stretches. So you guys stand up. We're going to do some rotations. Just rotate. That way you're loose this way. If the Lord leads you to do like a spin in the air, you'll be good. Do some windmills. This gets the blood flowing to your arms so you're ready to raise them up high and worship Jesus. And that's it. That's all I got for you. You guys have great worship. Death defeated on the cross. He took the pain and place for us. No fear has lost, love has won. And victory becomes our song. I see a light Cause the chains are gone We praise you and we can't stop singing You're great and you do miracles So we dance, we dance, we dance in victory We dance, we dance in victory Oh, We dance, we dance in victory Cause the chains are gone 
we praise you and we can't stop singing. You're great and you do miracles. So we dance, we dance, we dance in victory. Yes, we dance, we dance in victory. We dance, we dance in victory. freedom breaking out we raise our voices loud here right now here right now and can you hear the sound of the freedom breaking out we raise our voices loud it's here right now here right now and can you hear the sound of freedom breaking out we raise our voices loud here right now here right now and can you hear the sound of freedom breaking out we raise our voices loud here right now here right now oh yes and can you hear the sound of freedom breaking out we raise our voices loud here right now here right now and can you hear the sound of freedom breaking out we raise our voices loud here right now here right now it's here right now here right now here right now in victory we praise you because the chains are gone we praise you and we can't stop singing you're great and you do miracles so we dance we dance we dance in victory we praise you because the chains are gone and we praise you and we can't stop singing you're great and you do miracles so we dance we dance we dance in victory yes we dance we dance in victory we dance we dance in victory
shouting hallelujah. Every praise is to our God. Every word of worship with one accord. Every praise, every praise is to our God. Sing hallelujah, sing hallelujah to our God. Glory hallelujah is to our God. Every praise. Every praise, every praise, every praise is to our God. Take it up, band. Every praise is to our God. Every word of worship with one accord. Every praise, every praise, every praise, every praise is to our God. Sing hallelujah. Sing hallelujah to our God. To our God. Glory hallelujah. It's to our God. Every praise. Every praise. Every praise. Every praise is to our God. Take it up one more time, man. Every praise is to our God. Every word of worship with one accord. Every praise. Every praise. Every praise. Every praise is to our God. Sing hallelujah. Sing hallelujah to our God. To our God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah to our God. Every praise. Every praise. Every praise. Every praise is to our God. God, you're my Savior. With one accord, every praise, 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 to our God.
down your sails, saith the Lord. I say again, let down your sails. There are some in this room have said, Lord, but it's uncharted waters, it's uncharted territory. I don't know what it looks like out there. But the wind that fills your sails is holy. It is my spirit. So where that wind will take you is where I take you. And though the storms are coming and they will crash against the side of the boat, I am your anchor. I am your compass. Let down your sails because I am calling you deeper. I am calling you deeper, but you, you are afraid. There is nothing to fear because I go with you. I am the captain of your ship. I am the anchor. And I have called you to a new place to chart out that land for others to follow. But you must first let down your sails and let me lead you, saith the Lord.
Do it. 
I've seen you move. I've seen you move. Yeah. I've seen you move. You're moving here. so hard to see it it took me so long to believe it that you choose someone like me to carry your victory perfection could never earn it you give what we don't deserve and you take the broken things and raise them to glory. You are my champion. Giants fall when you stand undefeated. Every battle you won. I am who you say I am. You crown me with confidence. I am seated in the heavenly place, undefeated with the one who has conquered it all. 
can finally see it. You're teaching me how to receive it. So let all this striving cease. This is my victory. sing this this morning when I lift my voice when I lift my voice and shout every wall comes crashing down I have the authority that Jesus has given me and when I open up my mouth Miracles start breaking out. I have the authority that Jesus has given me. With the one who has conquered it all. 
You know, this bridge requires action. It says this, when I lift my voice, then the walls come crashing down. You see, when I open up my mouth, that's when miracles start breaking out. Jesus opened up his mouth and said, rise, get up, take your bed. That's when miracles start breaking out. I can't think of a better line for this house than when I open up my mouth. Miracles will happen. Miracles will take place. You see, it's guaranteed because I'm using my faith. Amen? Amen. Let's sing this this morning. When I lift my voice and shout. When I lift my voice and shout, every wall comes crashing down. I have the authority.
can I have just a little time? How many in this house need a miracle? Come on. I want everyone that needs a miracle down front right now this morning. Come on now. I want to remind you that in this house we live by faith. That we value relationships and we are rescuers. Come on, crunch down. I want everyone up here. Let your toes kiss the front of that step. Come on, come on, come on up. There's more. Look at you. Turn around, those of you in this front row, and look at your family who needs a miracle. Come on, keep coming. Keep coming. Come on, squeeze in. Families get uncomfortable. Remember, it's hot at family gatherings, right? Because everyone's squeezing in the same house. It's all right. Okay, now all of you that are in your seats, stand up. Stand up. Because, see, this is where your faith, these people value. Your faith is this relationship. See, all of them need a miracle, amen? And they're fighting the fight of faith. But because we value each other, because we value family, because we value what is on God's value system, not ours, come on. See, if God's heart is beating for these people down front and ours is not, then are we like God? Because I got to question some things about right now. And if what makes God's heart beat doesn't make ours beat, there's a problem. So I'm challenging those of us that are not needing a miracle that we reach out for our family that does need a miracle. So I'm going to tell you, now I'm not telling you you can't shout. I'm not telling you you can't open up your mouth because that's faith. But what I'm telling you is I'm going to give you some super faith this morning. Because wherever two or more are gathered in his name, we put thousands to fight. Right? This is what the body of Christ looks like. We shout and lift our voice for others. For others. When we don't need it, Laura does. When I don't need it, Melanie, you might. But there's going to be a day. Melanie, I might need you. See, because just to get through next week, I got a message coming up. And I need you to pray. I need you to pray that I hear from the Lord like never before. And that it's not tasking, but that God speaks clearly. And I hear and I execute with precision. That there's none of me in that message. That it's only God speaking. Because you didn't come to hear what I had to say. You came to hear what the Lord said. Amen. That's faith. That's family. Amen. This is what we do. So we're going to lift our voice for each other. I don't want you thinking about your own miracle. You down front, I want you thinking of your neighbor's miracle. I want you using faith for each other because it's not just about us. This isn't a consumeristic church, but we're a giving church. We're a servant church, and we come to serve and love others at a greater level. So let's lift our voice today. When I lift my Boy. 
purchased at Calvary. We receive it today in the name of Jesus. God, we stand steadfast and strong, firmly in our faith today in the name of Jesus. Love and greet somebody right now this morning. Feel free to call them this week and remind them that you're using your voice for their miracle. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You've got to make your way back to your seat. There's a message today. Hallelujah. God, you're faithful. Faithful is your name, God. Faithful is your name. Look at family. It's a beautiful moment. So we not only worship together pray together, take communion together, but we give together. It's giving time here at Only Believe Ministries. There's three ways that you can find to give. Andrew's got a slide. He's going to throw up on the screen for you. These three ways are very simple. It'll walk you through them as you go. But today I want to take time to commend you on your faithfulness. You know, we were talking about how faithful God was to us in the victory song. You know, and and God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He don't change. See, the things around us do. The government's choices about how we go through this next stage of our life does change. But God's word does not. You can throw out all these facts on a screen, but the truth still remains the same. Together, you and I are united for Christianity. Together, we are united for Christ's cause. Not any cause of this world, but to win the world. That's our cause. Second Chronicles 31.12 says, God's people faithfully, steadily, and firmly brought into the house contributions, tithes, and dedicated gifts. See, only believe family, you too are faithful about what God's asked you to do. You bring it in. There, there's some of you that have been here since I was old enough to count the offering when the banker's lady would make me stand there and roll all the coins because she wasn't about to roll them. But when God asks you to do it, you do it. Deuteronomy 28 speaks to this generation right here in this church. Look at, look at your neighbor who's not your age. I want you to look past your age. There you go. And say, you're a faithful generation. You're a faithful generation. You're not what the world marks you. You are God's chosen generation for this day. He knew exactly what you were going to be when you were born. And he said, you're enough. I'm enough. More than enough. Amen. 
See, Deuteronomy 28 comes upon you when you follow his voice and obey. And when you're faithful, you can't stop the blessings from coming. So those of you, I don't have time to read all of Deuteronomy 28 today, but you should go back and read it. If you've never read that chapter, it's an amazing chapter. But it will prove to you that God is not a get-rich-quick scheme. In case you came to church to get rich, you're at the wrong church. Because that's not what this is about. But I will tell you that if you are obedient and you follow the words and you submit your heart and your life to God, that you can't stop blessing and abundance from coming and falling upon you. Can't stop it. Can't stop it. So once you start the process of obeying and doing what God's asked, get ready because people are going to start calling you rich and you're going to, oh, Lord. It's a hard burden to bear. That's all I got to say. God's faithful to do what he says he will do. And I commend your faithfulness this morning. Because you're faithful, you are richly blessed this morning. All right, let's pray as we give faithfully to the house of God. Father, we come before you in the name of Jesus. God, as every Sunday I say, we count it an honor to bring our tithes and our givings, our first fruits, our alms. Father, into this place today our first fruits, God, and say they are yours to use for your glory. But Father, we believe what your word says, that as we are obedient to what you ask us to do, Father, when we take on the heart of God and do with your money what you ask us to do, Father, that you will honor us and keep us all of the days of our lives. In Jesus' name we pray. Now come and bring your tithes and offerings. I want to remind you that the globe in the middle is for missions. So if that's your tithe, that goes in the bucket. But if you want to see people saved across the world, that's your bucket. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Well, this is a good point. Why don't we just take authority and pray over the coronavirus? Amen. Now, I, I have, I believe half the people they're checking have already had it and, you know, may be carriers and may have already been inoculated uh, by coming in contact with it. But anyway, I think the mask must be a miracle discovery because it never worked with chicken pox or colds or anything like that. But 
that's working with this virus that is imprisoning and taking the world by fear. But you and I don't have to fear no matter what comes our door. Amen. Amen. Somebody <clears throat> told me I didn't have faith because I shut down for five weeks. But understand, I had to gather information, or a wise man gathers information. And I will, may have been judged very quickly. And uh, for all those that did that to me, I forgive you. Uh, because you don't know anything about how God instructs us or you wouldn't have quickly pronounced names upon me that you wouldn't have called your enemy. Now, but going on behind that, and I won't be judged for a moment of time that you think I'm right or wrong. I'll be judged in the halls of eternity. And so I gathered information to make a qualified judgment. Then when I was confident that I had heard from God and the wisdom was right, I opened the church back up. Now, I guess if you could have made those hard decisions, God would have called you to pastor. But since you don't have that quality, he called the foolish to confound the wise. Now, do I regret I wasted five weeks? Yes. Do I regret that I did something wise? No. Could I have aborted one and saved the other? No. So we are here today. So get all that stuff behind you. Could I get an amen? amen. And uh, so let's just get on, kiss and make up. Amen. All right? And uh, so let's just pray. Let's stand our feet. I do know a pastor in the area that has the coronavirus. And uh, he is fighting for his life. I say, oh, he just didn't have faith. Go up there and kiss him on the mouth. And believe God for a miracle from your mouth to his mouth. Don't, don't talk about things you don't know. It, it's a terrible thing to judge a righteous man with an unjust outcome. Don't do it. Don't do it. So we're going to pray for these people. We have people in our church that have lost loved ones to the coronavirus. And I'm saddened by that, but I'm glad it never touched them. Amen? So let's pray that this coronavirus just dies out. We are not going to have America impoverished, sick, diseased, living under a curse because we are here. And we are like the Josephs in the Pharaoh's land. We bring blessing. Amen? We aren't here to curse. We are here to bless. And for the simple fact that we are here means that God is where we are. Amen? So, Father, in the name of Jesus, we join our faith together today. God, to the work of the enemy that has sought to destroy, to steal, God, to kill, and God, to rule and shut down our nation by fear. 
Father, we raise up with the authority of the name of Jesus. And God, we start with the state of Ohio. And we decree that God, this, coron this coronavirus God, will die out in the name of Jesus. There'll not be a surge in the fall. And God, we speak to the states north, south, east, and west of us, God. We curse that virus. We command it to die in the name of Jesus. God, that name that we hold dear, that name that we have faith in, that name that we stand upon as our rock. And God, this is our nation where we preach the gospel, where we reach the world from. Now, God, cleanse this nation of this virus in Jesus Christ's name. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. 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 Praise God forever. Hallelujah. Now, if you will be seated, I have a little video from uh, Pastor Kylan. You know that uh, he's getting ready to go to Urbana. Uh, Daniel has just lost his passion for uh, the joy of pastoring, and when it becomes a labor, it's time to go, and that's what I teach him. And uh, so Daniel has new endeavors, and we pray for him. And Lisa, we sent him a seed from our church, uh, not from their church, and uh, it was a nice seed. You would have liked to got it, but I gave it to him. And uh, Kylan is still going to be working here a couple of days, but he's also going to be pastoring that church. And uh, the people that we planted that church with uh, came up to Kylan Wednesday night and said, Pastor Kylan, we're here for the duration. We're here for the long haul. And uh, many people came up and told him that. Uh, but the people that we planted over there are still there. So, but here's a little uh, videotape that uh, we did with Pastor Kylan. folks hey you know that i'm pastor peter dosek and of course this is pastor phyllis hi and uh this is kylan and margo boozer and you've seen them active in our church for years and uh but there has come a change of the pastorate there in urbana and uh daniel and lisa burroughs have uh felt like it's time for them to move on and uh we agree with them and it's a good parting but Kyle and Margot have accepted the pastorate there, which we were believing God they would. Yes, and, absolutely. Uh, so uh, Kyle and Margot are not going to be seen around here on Sunday mornings. No, not much so, anymore, right? Right. Mm -hmm. So uh, you're still going to be active uh, through the week and behind the scenes, mm -hmm. uh, which, you know, we, listen, lots of what we do could not be done without Kyle. That's right. And uh, Kylan couldn't do anything unless Margot told him to do it. So we all know <laughs> that she is behind him. So, uh, Kylan, you're going to be going over there on Sunday mornings and Wednesday nights. Mm -hmm. And uh, you're going to be pastoring. You've already started doing some yep. services I over there. Started making some connections and I spoke there a couple times recently. So, you know, it just happens so fast. And, and the way uh, the announcement happened with 
the church there and us being there is kind of like we just kind of disappeared. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, we just wanted to just to say that that's where we're at, and, and we, we're going to miss y'all and love y'all, but we are going to be around from time to time, so it's not like you're never going to see us again, but we're going to be a part of things happening. We're looking forward to strong relations between the churches and, and the interaction and all those different kind of things. But we just want to let you know, again, we love y'all, and for all the leaders and volunteers that I've had an opportunity to have all these years along with Margo, you guys were so phenomenal and awesome, and I'm, I'm really looking forward to seeing continued greatness yes even after we're yep. gone so anyway yeah that's where we're at and that's where we're going to be and uh we uh he's got great support over there mm -hmm. people are rallying behind him and uh just might going to be great and uh i look for the church to just explode over there yeah in the next year and uh but we're going to miss kylan but we're still going to get a scene when you don't sing uh he's still going to be working here and uh helping us and kylan has a lot of leadership qualities and stuff and that he has incorporated here mm -hmm. and we'll be doing things uh with campuses that we had already talked about yeah. that you know we're going to be doing leadership uh campus things with uh kenton with dayton and with uh urbana yep. mm -hmm. so uh that will be a great thing so we just wanted to let you know what was going to be happening with kylan and margo yeah. and uh so we're going to miss them but we still get to see him. And we're very excited for him. <clears throat> oh, we are man. so excited for him because I really believe that they're going to take this church and it's seriously, it's yep. just going to go to a higher level than it's ever been before. Mm -hmm. I yeah. really do. I really do because, you know, when, when one goes on, moves right. on, God puts in who he wants yep. and yep. it's just going to explode. Yeah, yeah. It, it's I, I a believe good that. church, a solid church. Yes. And, and we've already shared that. Uh, we're just coming to build on what's already there. Yes. Absolutely. A strong foundation. Yes. We're looking forward to that. Yeah. Yeah. So I think you guys are perfect for that. I really do. Yes, I do too. And uh, the people that had went there from Only Believe Ministries have yep. affirmed that, you know what, sure. we're here. And uh, so it's going to be good. And it'll be a great extension for the kingdom. And that city will be changed by the setting of a man of God yep. for that church. So we're excited about it. And uh, so just want to let you know yeah. that. And yeah. congratulations, guys. <laughs> I, I really am, really am happy. So happy for you. And uh, I believe it's God's time and God's plan. I really yeah. do. Yeah. All right. So God bless you guys. Bye. All right. So that's where Kylan will be. Hallelujah. And we are, we're glad of that. Let's turn our Bibles today to Luke, the 18th chapter and we're going to read from verse 1 down through 8. Uh, what is the greatest sustaining thing in our lives? Anybody know? Love? No, faith. You're right. So we're going to talk. We started talking last week and if you didn't hear that message, you need to hear it and to tell you why the world is the way it is, and a lot of the activity that goes on our life is based because of the absence of faith. No man will live in, submit to, be governed by sin, any way, shape, or form, if he has faith in God. When we become faithless, we become sinful. We become people that are 
ungoverned by God. So we start establishing our ways. And if we uh, stay where we are when we know that it's not the place God wants us, then that is a result of faithlessness. So in Luke, the 18th chapter, it says this, and he spake a parable unto them to this end. Remember, there is a predetermined end that Jesus is sharing with these disciples. It says that men ought to always pray and not to faint, saying there was a city, in a city a judge which feared not God, neither regarded man. And there was a widow in that city that she came unto him, saying, Avenge me of mine adversary. And he would not for a while. But afterward, he said within himself, Though I fear not God, nor regard man, yet because this widow troubleth me, I will avenge her, lest by her continual coming she weary me. And the Lord said, Hear what the unjust judge saith. And shall not God avenge his own elect, which cry day and night unto him, though he bear long with them? I tell you that he will avenge them speedily. Nevertheless, when the Son of Man cometh, shall he find faith on the earth? Now, Jesus ask a simple question. We sometimes just read over it, but Jesus says this, when I come, will I find faith? This is a revelation that should wake you and I up. And the awakening should be this, the closer that Jesus gets to his return, the more intensified the battle for faith in this world becomes. It is not a war on love because really love grows out of the proportion of faith that governs a man. Just like all the other uh, eight gifts besides faith, your patience, your goodness, your kindness, your gentleness, all of that grows out of the faith that you are nurturing and that you have been caretaker of. If your faith doesn't grow, you aren't going to walk in love. You're going to make bad judgments that are not based in love, which you are forbidden to do that says, don't any man judge until you have grown in love. Why? Because it becomes an evil judgment. Nothing wrong with judgment except when it's done out of the wrong premise. And that's the premise of lovelessness. Okay? So we have to realize that Jesus says this, when I come, Jesus is coming. Amen. Could I get an amen? Jesus is coming. But the enemy has sought and launched an assault upon faith. You want to know what's wrong with the world? Faithlessness. Want me to tell you why the church grows lukewarm? Out of revelations? Faithfulness. 
Want me to tell you why they're blinded? They say they're rich and they have abundance and God says you're richer and poor? Faithlessness. Want me to tell you why they have a seed of Satan reigning in their church? Because of faithlessness. Anything that is against and does not give birth to God's desire in the church in any way, shape, or form is a faithless place. A faithless place. Because when we walk by faith, we must believe that God is. And if people really believe that God is, there is no problem of sin. Ask Nebuchadnezzar. When he didn't believe, he was lowered to the level of an animal. Mindless, 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 eating and existing nothing but by instinct. That is the world. That's why nothing is sacred. That's why nothing is wrong. That's why nothing is valued. That's why it's all about lovers of themselves. What is it about? It's because of faithlessness. And when the church acts like the world, it's because of faithlessness. Now, I was warned that I'm supposed to be gentle, and I'm trying to be gentle. But you know, there, there is an urgency, folks, that when you're trying to wake somebody up and the school bus is waiting outside, forget about gentle. If you don't get up out of this bed, I'm going to kick you so hard your rear end is going to kiss the chandelier on your way back down. Now, the church has got to wake up. We've got to wake up and get a hold of why things are becoming so acceptable. It is because there is a lack of faith in our lives. Can't blame it on anybody else. Let's look, just quit blaming. Let's just look at the scripture. Jesus is coming. The only thing that is going to stop him from returning back to heaven with a church without spot, without blemish, without blame is faith. What, 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 what? Love. Love will not enable you to do everything that God's called you to do. It won't really even enable you just to love God. You might have good intentions, but the Bible says that God requires faith. Amen. Amen. That, that's just what it says. Now, the void of faith or of active faith is the foundation of all of Satan's building of his kingdom in our lives. All he has to do is extract faith. That's all he has to do. He has one initiative. Jesus didn't say we're going to be without patience. Jesus didn't say, well, I'm, I'm coming after a, a, you know, a church that is just oozing with gentleness. No, that, that's, the devil's not after that. Why? Because it is all the side effect of the ground of faith. And so, 
He is after faith. Somebody say faith. And everything that is going on in the world today is being strategically constructed to dampen, steal, and squelch your faith. In fact, it can even kill your faith. So we're going to talk about those things. But faithlessness is the basis of all rule of sickness. It is the basis of all rule of poverty. It is the basis of all strengths of bondages. Ooh, somebody. It is the basis of all hate, division, and all forms of godlessness. That's, that's what faithlessness creates. Do you remember who you were in Romans 3, 9? I mean, 3, 3, 7 on down. What you were, you were godless. You were blasphemers. You were unholy. You were unclean. That's when you were a sinner. But when faith comes into your heart, you now become a man who has the heart of God to fulfill and to keep his laws and to walk in the fear or humility of the Lord. Now let me say this. Pride is one of the great restrictors of a faith life. And you can tell, I can tell you and you can tell me when it's present. Every time you do something without the word's instruction. That's when pride is resisting faith. Help me, Jesus. Now, let's go to 2 Peter 1. 2 Peter 1 through 4. We read this last week, but it is it reiterates what I'm saying to you. Remember I said that the foundation of all satanic building of kingdoms, all bondages, poverty, sicknesses, and diseases are based upon faithlessness. Now it says, Simon Peter, a servant and an apostle of Jesus Christ to them that have obtained, obtained, obtained like precious faith and with us through the righteousness of God and of our Savior, Jesus Christ. Grace and peace be multiplied unto you through the knowledge of God and of our Lord Jesus. According as his divine power hath given. Somebody say, hath given. Notice what is given to us. Power. He hath given us power unto us all things that pertain unto what? Life. And what? There are two things that faith has been given to you for. To live the life of the redeemed. Abundant life, Jesus called it. The second thing is to live a godly life. Therefore I said that if ungodliness or godlessness is in your life, I can tell you why it's there. 
It's because there is no faith. Because faith will appropriate what God has given to you and transform your life. All right. Through the knowledge of him that hath called us to glory and virtue, one more verse, whereby are given unto seeding great precious promises that by these, the great and precious promises, we might be partakers of his divine nature. What's his nature? Life and holiness. Life and holiness. And it says that we might be partakers of his divine nature, having escaped the corruption, forgiveness of sins, that is in the world through lust. Now, every promise can be obtained, laid hold of, by faith and patience, Hebrews 6.12. So, now what does that tell us? That tells us you have obtained, like precious faith, you can mix it with the promises, and you can live life, and you can be holy. But we have to do something. Faith is not a self-released substance. It is not a toilet, toilet bowl cleaner. You put it in the back of the tank, and every time you flush, the odor changes and the water turns blue. That's not what faith does. You have to work faith. Amen? So we understand, and then the Bible tells us this. 1 Peter 5, 6. Please listen to this. Why are Christians so easily toppled? Now, I'm not condemning anybody. What I'm telling you is the reason why. And if you know the reason why, you can fix it. Right? Okay. So it says, who are kept? That word kept means those that have a garrison about them, those that have a military seating of power around them, those that are protected and those that are untouched who are kept by the power of God through faith. Now, when we become overcome by sins that do so easily beset us, that's a road sign. We are losing faith. Oh, but, but I've got all the faith in the world. No, no, no. Or you'd be shining like Jesus. And you aren't shining. Now, we are kept by the power of God. So what happens every time a Christian backslides? They lost faith. What happens every time somebody gets lukewarm? What happens when they become unfaithful to assembly? <laughs> Three of you believe that. They lost faith. 
See, we think it's a commitment problem. No, it's not a commitment problem. It's a faith problem, which is the root of a bigger problem that's headed their way. Amen? Sometimes we think that God just says things to give preachers what to say. No, 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 folks. Listen to me. I'm, I am telling you, I am pleading with you to pay attention to this great awakening that God wants to do to save a world, to save you, your family, your household. Because once faith gets started, it's like the flu. Once it gets started in the house, it seems like everybody gets it. Now, you may put it off for a week, but the only way that you're going to get free from it is get out away from it. You can use your faith, and you can stay free from it, but if we just let the natural course of life go, you're going to get it. That's kind of like what dying faith does. Once it touches one, it begins to touch everybody that's in contact with that individual. That's why when, when you talk to the wife, hey, where's John been? Oh, we backslid. What do you mean we backslid? Well, John got offended. Did you? No. Then what are you doing backsliding? Hmm? Let John go to hell by himself. I told Phyllis, you know, when I got saved, she said, well, you know, this or that. I said, no, no, you go to hell. You're going by yourself. I'm not following you. I'm staying saved. Now, Phyllis loves me enough, she always wants to be around me, so she's going to have to go to heaven. So she just stays on fire. Now, without faith, we are going to produce a generation, Deuteronomy 32, 15 to 19, Hebrews, the third chapter, 7 through 13. And then we have to realize that we as Christians... We as Christians have faith. Somebody say, have faith. have faith. Now, we can change while the world grows deeper into darkness and then ultimately becomes blinded by the son of perdition. Now, don't you feel sorry for them? I do. I, I feel sorry for them. But why will they cave in and believe in another God. Deuteronomy 32, in whom there is no faith. The world will follow the son of perdition because there is no faith. Can Christians become faithless? Absolutely. Absolutely. And so then what will they do? They will be deceived. They will follow the world because of faithlessness. And the Bible says in 2 Thessalonians 3, I think it's 3, 4, and 5, that not all men have faith. Not all men have faith. 
The wicked don't have faith. The unsaved don't have faith. The unrighteous don't have faith. Faith is for the righteous, those that will do right things according to God. That's who has faith, and that's you and I. Good to get an amen. Now, faith has got to be protected. Now, if God gives you faith, he expects you to take care of it. And if I, if, if I had something that could produce life and godliness, I would watch over it. Wouldn't you? I would watch over it. I would attend to it. Because remember, we have obtained precious faith that we may have life and godliness. Now, the devil doesn't want us to have either. But God wants us to have it. Now, if your faith gets tainted, weary, if you get disappointed, get discouraged, then what's going to happen is your faith may be forsaken. Remember when Jesus gave the parable of the seed? that he throws seed and immediately they're so happy. Hallelujah! I can overcome. I can speak to mountains. I can calm storms. But then all of a sudden, they start running into other Christians. And they get offended. You know what the Bible says it happens? They forsake their faith. They lay their faith down. Because that's what tribulations, hardships, discouragement, weariness, attacks of the adversary, disagreements between brothers, which should never be named among any of us. Never. We're better than that. Could I get an amen? We may have been born, but we weren't born yesterday. We know that division is of the devil and not God. Who would ever put a vile word in their mouth towards another brother? Who would ever do that? Only those that have lost faith that they will stand before God and give an account of every word. So, we have to keep it holy. Faith is a spiritual substance that can only be protected by spiritual power. Can you go to Jude, the 17th chapter with me, please? Jude 17. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, not chapter. Thank you, Phyllis. Jude 17, verse 17. As Phyllis has corrected me. Hallelujah. All right, and it says this. But, beloved, remember ye the words which were spoken before of the apostles and of our Lord Jesus Christ. Remember the words spoken by the apostles and by the Lord Jesus Christ. Not by the web. I had a man tell me the other day, listen, I, I have studied this out. 
I know that angels and stuff are aliens from another world. Where aliens are everywhere. I said, really? Yes, he said, I, I'm telling you, they're, they're coming to the earth and they're leaving the earth and they're going to spaceships and we're surrounded by them. I said, really? He said, I've really studied it out. And I tell you, I got to the base of it. I said, really? He's a Christian. I said, really? Where did you study that at? On the internet. Now, see, you might think that's foolish. We've had that right here in the church. Where I've had to correct people, then people got mad because I corrected them. What do you want me to do? Get up here and dress like a Martian on Sundays and encourage everybody, whatever you believe will be? You don't get faith to be healed from hearing from aliens. I told you years ago what aliens were, and they would increase, and the manifestations of them would increase. In the last times, they, because there would be an unveiling, because there would be a thin layer, because of the condition of the world, that satanic manifestation would break through. See, Star Wars and... Uh, what is it, a uh, Star Trek? We see all those perverted whatever they are, and we say, oh, those are aliens. But then when we see them in a vision, they're demons. Make up your mind. I believe they're demons. Amen? And there's going to be more manifestations. But... Just read the Bible. Remember, we walk by faith and not by sight. You've been exposed to aliens ever since you've been married. You ought to be used to it. Aliens are of the devil, and people that believe that stuff have been deceived. Been deceived. Amen. And then it says this. And it told you that there should be mockers in the last time. Who should walk after their own ungodly lust? These be they who separate themselves sensual, having not the spirit. Who do they separate themselves? From God's government. And then it says this, next verse. But you, beloved, building up yourselves on your most, what? Praying in the Holy Ghost. 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 How long you been setting? How long have you been sitting? You've been sitting about a half an hour. Stand to your feet. Stretch, stretch your legs and let blood get down to those places that you rest on. Now while you're there, since your feet are stretched out, lift your hands up. Now since you've been quiet, let's just begin to pray in the Holy Ghost. 
eleba di lobo bobonde namandi di di boshe. Shela katan baramba katano andano mendola baba bone to depa shela kade no la babano nekete. Shedi di bando le eto kandi nene na mandala bokodo bite bepa pandala mandube shelekete tonda nana nana nupe tolari da bronge huahate hamandi de bero yendo la kapa shapa sheleba ye yo barabando kote de de beshi shandela ba kondele meto kondele makadala makabrosa. Oh, let's just really get into it. Get me about 50 Holy Ghost people right up here by this altar that can join their voice with me. Come on, 50 people want to pray in the Holy Ghost. Get up here with me. Come on. Don't start. Uh, just come up. Hallelujah. Herbert, come up here. Come up here, Herbert. Right back there on the back. Come up here, Herbert. Come up here. Koke reba kata la masha. Shande la makande le moko. Rimba kanene ne masha. Shande mana nanabata. Reba kande monom hahanda hale. What did it keep? Yeah, mama bambane le monde. Kobe re kobre seba. Shema kapambam banda remakata. Hande le makote le makote da. Kendele bakanda, shane makanda mbroke, sheke da bakaba brase kaba. Hande da makanda ndanda broke, he mama 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 makabrose kapapa. Nande le ba, mote de de besheba. Shande le makare, minde bope be ma. Ah, wawawa ni na mande. Wepa taneto ma, ye mama mama ndande. Wipa kenepa, we we hepa hane. Wepa kantantane nene mo. Wane manani de de dati katara. Reba kandomema, shebaba, yama, bambandude, bude, wape de baka. Wepa ba wepa ba wepa wepa da kabaroto. Kite la makata da dapa. Wemba rabako te la baka. Now, Herbert, you were deaf in that ear? This ear? Were you deaf in that ear? And so you couldn't hear anything out of it? Very little. What do you hear? Snapping. You, you hear snapping. Eric, speak in his ear. Praise the Lord. Say what he says, Herbert. Yeah, plug that one up. Yeah. God has healed my ears. I can hear now. Okay, now go ahead. Speak again, Eric. I can hear. God is good. Hallelujah. Okay, all right. Now, in the name of Jesus, you deaf devil, God has damaged this eardrum, these nerve endings. In the name of Jesus, you deaf devil, I command you right now, come out of him. 
God, I loose the working of miracles in Jesus' name. Oh, God, for your glory. Jesus. You hear that? Jesus. Say what I say, Herbert. Jesus. Praise the Lord. Jesus. You got that, Herbert? Keep your finger in that ear. All right, now do you hear me, Herbert? Get a little whisper. We don't want a little whisper. Come on, folks. Just be, I'm just, I'm just, we are exercising our faith, and you are going to begin to help me by praying in the Holy Ghost. Oh, God, for your glory, I loose the working of miracles in Jesus' name. Jesus. You, oh, you got that. Praise the Lord. Jesus? You got Jesus. Okay, good. Uh, I don't know what else to say. Uh, <laughs> uh, Mark. Say Mark. Okay, that's it. You got that. Uh, thank God. Thank God. Glory, hallelujah. Glory, hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. All right, Herbert. Now, there you go. All right, there you go, Herbert. Yes, come on, somebody. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God is a God of miracles. Amen? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. There you go, Herbert. Hallelujah. Now, not only do you sanctify faith, make it holy, but you begin to garrison it around. Remember that we are kept by the power of God. Everything in the world is trying to taint, to weaken, to discourage, to disappoint your faith. And whenever there is disappointment, discouragement, offense, and all that kind of stuff that we think is natural to the church, which is so foreign, it's like two noses on a person. It's just weird. Stop. But we think it's natural, and we are so, we, we, we don't even notice that it's sin. Why? Because of the condition of our faith. But when we keep it holy, when we keep it sanctified, guess what? It will work. For us and it will do what God has designed for it to do every time you get disappointed the devil will try to cripple your faith every time you get into tribulation it'll cripple your faith every time you get offended it'll cripple your faith you speak negatively it'll cripple your faith why negativity is sin if you don't know that in Ephesians the fourth chapter verse 30 31 and 32 amen and so, when we see that, we understand that we need to pray in the Holy Ghost. Pray in the Holy Ghost. It will keep you from falling back into sensualness. So pray in the Holy Ghost. Let your faith get sanctified. Amen. Let it get clean. Let it get holy. Amen. Hallelujah. Now, we have been given faith, and we need to protect it. We need to feed it. We need to protect it, 
and we need to use it. But if we are so caught up into the world, self-opinions, self-voices, self-all this, all that, listen, you're going to find yourself fighting against God. Amen? So it's kind of like a... a I told my staff the other day, I said, I don't want to hear this world talk. You know, world talk is like this. Well, I'll tell you what, he S-C-R-E-double-E-D me over. I said, don't say that anymore. Just look at him and say, he effed me over. I said, because we know and God knows just what you mean. And Phyllis like, oh, And then we talk about people. We we listen to people's stories, and then we say, well, you know, she's like that because she's been like that all year. You know, years ago, she used to do this. What are you doing repeating a matter? What are you, the Webster Dictionary of Remembrance? (laughs) That is sinful. And I was telling my staff, get holy. If you don't like people, either kill them before Sunday, but Sunday I expect things to be right. Listen, we have got to start living like Christians. And the reason is, is because it's crippling faith. It's destroying the very basis of that which was given to us to live life and to be godly. And we have got to start taking it seriously. Amen? Amen. Let's start fighting the fight of faith. Amen? Amen? Fight the fight of faith. Realize he's after you, your house, your children. He's after everything that God came to give you. And the only way that you can ward him off is not by reading seven confessions out of a book that you bought for 99 cents. The only way that you can do it is by faith. By faith. Amen? Hallelujah. Well, you can go back to your seats. I think we're going home. Hallelujah. Praise God forever. Hallelujah. Do I have a lady here? Uh, that was in a wheelchair this morning. Uh, are you here? You, okay, there you are, ma'am. Now, I already found out your, your story that uh, you had been diagnosed with cancer. Is that right? Uh, is that still the diagnosis? No more. It, it's gone. They took your lymph nodes and put them into your ankles? Okay. And uh, you're in pain all the time, you say? Yes. Okay. So if we could believe God that this swelling is going to go down your leg and everything's going to be resolved, if we could get one manifestation and pain left your body, Would it spark faith? Oh, of course. I believe it would too. And it will set in motion the working of miracles, which 
when it, something takes place, you have evidence, you now have faith. And then it will go into something else. And then and what it is, is it's simply faith by what you're seeing, by what you're hearing, by what you're experiencing. And it takes you from the working of miracles to the working of miracles to the working of miracles till it's over. Now, we see it all the time. I mean, people go home blind. They come back the next night totally healed. I, I mean, it, 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 you just, but a lot of times people forget that. So I tell you what I'm going to do by the authority of the name of Jesus Christ. I can't do anything. I'm subject to Phyllis. But God is here and he is going to free you of pain. Yes, hallelujah. And uh, are you the one has you have back problems? Which one are you? You have a back problem? Well, stand to your feet. Let's get rid of that. Uh, you have pain too besides him? No, no, I'm kidding. Father, in the name of Jesus, I curse this pain in this back. Right now, in the name of Jesus, I command it to come out of her right now. Let her go. Now, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, I curse all of this pain right now. You devil, I command every nerve to be loosed. I command every sensor in her body to be loosed. I command right now every joint to be free. In the name of Jesus, come out of her and let her go. In Jesus' name. And I loose, God, the working of miracles right now. In the name of Jesus. All right? Stand up here. Tell me what you got going on. Huh? I feel good. You feel good? I feel good. Good deal. Now, you had, did you have pain in that foot or that leg that swelled up? No. You don't have it? No pain? I stood up on my own. You stood up on your own. Is, is that like never happened? It's hard for her. It's hard for her. Okay. Good deal. Are you married? No, I'm widowed. Well, you can chase one of these guys now. <laughs> At the end of the service, they'll all be carrying red flags. No, I'm kidding you. Now, that is a sign to you. Now, in seven days, you watch that leg be normal. Now, I want you to come back and tell me Sunday. You get here early, I'll be right up there on the stage praying. One time, uh, there was a man that had a stroke. His, he was paralyzed. His arm just hung there. He wasn't even a Christian. So I prayed for him. It was on a Sunday, Wednesday was Christmas, and he came back the next Sunday, and he came up there to talk to me, and I thought, oh, my God. He had his hand in his pocket. I thought, oh, it didn't work. He came and told me, said, on Christmas Eve, 3 o'clock in the morning, Jesus came through my room, and he touched me. He healed me, and I said, well, are you a Christian? He said, well, I am now, like, duh. <laughs> and God healed the man. And he pulled out his arm and shook my hand. You're going to greet me Sunday. I'll greet you Sunday in my leg. Yep, and your leg will leg be normal. totally normal. And you'll have no more pain from this point on. Thank you. It's your sign. You're welcome. You're welcome. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
God is a God of miracles. Could have given an amen. I'm telling you, God is a God of miracles. What's wrong with you? Deterioration of just in your hands? And my feet. And your feet. Yep. Is that a cause of neuropathy? Yes. Okay. Diabetes? No. Nope. No? It's hereditary. It's hereditary. Hereditary? Yeah. Well, I disown them people. My God, they didn't give you anything. And uh, so you can't feel your feet? A little bit. A little bit. And your hand? Muscles are just disappearing. Really? Okay, now, you aren't too much interested in doing too much for God anyway, right? Uh, I mean, you aren't a Christian. <laughs> yeah. Huh? I, I am a Christian. You are? Yes. What do you call a Christian? Somebody who believes in God and preaches to him. I just... And live, live like, and you live for God. You're doing everything he, he wants you to do. Trying to. How hard are you trying? Sometimes it's hard. Sometimes it's not. You know him? He a Christian? Okay. All right. Now, in the name of Jesus, we command right now this arm, God, and down through this hand right now. In Jesus' name, I loose it, God. Let feeling come back into it. Let the strength of it be restored. In Jesus' name, God, I speak to these feet. I curse this neuropathy, God. In the name of Jesus, I break this heritage, God, of this disease. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. So was this hand weak? Sometimes, yeah, it's, they're both weak. They're both weak. Well, what couldn't you do? Could you squeeze my hand? Yeah, I, as long as I watch what I'm doing, I can do that. Oh, you have to see what you're feeling? Yeah, yeah. Well, don't look at me. I tell you that. <laughs> look at her. She's better looking than me. <laughs> now, 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 tell me what you're feeling. I'm feeling your grip. You're feeling the grip. Yeah. And so before, what's this in here? Can you strengthen that up? Oh, yeah. I tore my bicep. <laughs> okay. So now, so you're feeling your hands. Okay, now how about your feet? Tell me what, what you got going on there. Uh, I've had total reconstruction of both feet. And... Good night. So you're going to come back next Sunday too? Oh, yes. Okay, all right. That way we'll get you in church twice. <laughs> and we'll brace up the walls next week. But we're, we're, we're glad you're here. Now next week you're going to come and your feet are going to be healed. Your hands are going to be totally whole. And you're going to have your strength back. And then because of what God did, you're going to serve God the rest of your days. Okay, is that yep. deal? Yep. All right, good deal. I'll see you Sunday morning. All right, praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, shout hallelujah. Praise the Lord Jesus. Father, we pray right now for every individual that is in this place. God, let us please awaken 
to the importance well. of protecting awesome our faith, faith from worldly invasion. God, from demonic oppression and thievery. God, what hope is there without faith? What strength is there without faith? What authority without faith? What healing without faith? What salvation 